Hi, my friend. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Jessica Rector. If this is your first time being here at the Say Yes Experience Podcast, welcome, welcome. If you are returning, welcome back. We are so glad you're here. What we are going to talk about today is what is happening in organizations in regards to burnout. Burnout is the number one epidemic hitting the workforce. In fact, it is the number one thing that is contributing to turnover and staff shortages right now. Burnout, burnout, burnout. But yet most organizations do not have anything in place to help their people for burnout. Now, I know firsthand the impact burnout makes. I was working for a Fortune 100 company and I was the top sales performer at this organization. In fact, within six months of being employed there, I won every sales award they offered. I was a go-getter, I was hungry, I was ambitious, and I was also stressed and working hard, and burnout started showing up in my body. I started going to the doctor every week, and whenever I was at work, I was on the couch a lot of days and I called in sick to work many days as well. And I was the type of person that never called in sick to work. In fact, I'm still that type of person where I work, work, work. But what was happening in this Fortune 100 company is I was their top sales producer and performer. And when I approached my leaders asking for help, asking for resources, solutions, training, anything. They had nothing in place. In fact, it was so unheard of back then. They didn't know what to do. And in under two years in the organization, I left. So companies, organizations don't want to be losing their top performers to burnout. So we want to help you with that. So you as a leader, you as an organization, you as a team member, don't keep experiencing burnout, don't keep burnout still impacting within your organization so you can put an end to burnout once and for all. But really what's going on in relation to burnout is, is really felt in every organization, every role, every industry, burnout does not discriminate. So it's important to really be aware of it because it's an issue that you can no longer say it's nice to have something in place for burnout. It is a necessity because if you as an organization, you as a leader, you as an HR professional, you as a C-suite executive, if you have nothing in place for your team members, for your organization, specifically around burnout, now not just all encompassing around wellness, but specifically around burnout, if you don't have multiple things in place to help your people, they will leave your organization and go to somewhere else that does. More importantly is that they will be calling in sick to work when they're there. They are not going to be as productive or as focused. One of the biggest things that are impacting organizations is when burnout hits and they have a cybersecurity team within the organization because cybersecurity and IT professionals get burned out. It's a high stress, high pressure job. And what often happens is they make more errors, more mistakes, which leaves the organization wide open and more susceptible to cybersecurity attacks. And then also think about burnout in the realm of safety. 
when you have people who are not focused, when you have people who are in bad mood, when you have people not paying attention, they're making mistakes, they're making errors, more safety incidents happens. In fact, the number one thing that is contributing to safety issues at organizations is burnout. So lots of different ways that burnout's impacting your organization and costing you a lot of money. In fact, millions and millions of dollars every year, depending upon how big your organization is. So cybersecurity attacks, safety issues. But I want you to think of it also in this realm. There's really three types or three tiers of organizations. Now, my company's been researching and doing work with organizations and companies on burnout for 10 years, so way pre-COVID. And what we found is there's really three tiers or three types of organizations. The first type says, yes, we know burnout exists. They're, they're aware of it. And they also have a sense of urgency, meaning we've got to do something about it and we have to do something about it now. We cannot afford to wait any longer, not just because it's costing our organization money, but also because it's impacting our biggest asset our people. And we want to make sure that we take care of our people so they can keep showing up and being their best amazing self. That's tier one. Tier two is organizations that say, yeah, there's some acknowledgement that burnout exists, that there's a problem, but they say, mm, it's not really a priority. This type of organization tends to think burnout's going to take care of itself or it's gonna go away on its own, hint, it never goes away on its own. The only way that you can get rid of burnout is to be intentional and strategic with it. That's the only way that you're gonna get rid of burnout. And then tier three is there's no acknowledgement. The organization or the leaders in that type of company says, oh no, it happens to someone else. That happens to that team over there or that organization, that company, those leaders, it doesn't impact us. And so my hope is that by you listening here, that you're in tier one or tier two, meaning tier one, urgency, tier two, you acknowledge, but it's not really a priority. And by the end of this, I hope you say, we are tier one. We are tier one. And there is a huge sense of urgency, something we've got to do about it, and we have to do it now. Because if we if we don't, it's going to just become a bigger and bigger issue. And here's what happens, is when you don't have things in place around burnout in your organization, your people who are experiencing burnout feel like it's not a safe place. It's not a secure environment for them to go to someone and say, here are the things I'm dealing with. Here's what's impacting me. And so it's vital to create that safe place, that safe environment, so your people can lean in and start having conversations around burnout, which if you don't know where to start, that's the best place to start is the dialogue and start having conversations around burnout. So oftentimes when we as a company have conversations with leaders who we tend to have conversations with either tier one or tier two type leaders, right? Because Tier three type leaders, they say it's happening somewhere else and we tend to not even be having those conversations because they're not reaching out to us for any help. So oftentimes when we talk to leaders, we have those that are in tier one that say, yes, Jessica, 
we want your help. We want your burnout program. We want to certify someone in our organization through your framework so then they can come into our organization and teach our teams or our departments or us as an organization on an ongoing rolling basis. Yes, yes, we need help and we know we need it now. Tier two type of people kind of falls into a couple different aspects. They say, yeah, we, we need help. And we may be experiencing burnout, but I really don't want you to mention the word burnout or we're burned out on the word burnout. So you, can you talk about it in a different way? Can you label it or name it something else? Or they fall into the other realm, which is, yeah, we may be experiencing burnout, but I just don't want to wave our white flag and say, yes, that's definitely yes. Because we don't want to be planting a seed somewhere where it doesn't already exist. So first of all, you're not planting a seed and waving a white flag and planting a seed into people's minds where it doesn't already exist. Because of COVID, everybody in the workforce is aware of what burnout is. So you're not planting a seed. People want there to be a label to how they're feeling. So if you're scared that, ooh, we're going to plant a seed or we're going to mention burnout and they don't know about it or we don't want them to now think about it because we've now said the word burnout, don't use that word, call it something else. People who are experiencing burnout want that label attached to it because it takes the stigma and the taboo out of not being able to use that word. And they want to be able to say, yes, I'm in burnout. They want to embrace it so then they can move on and get past it. Whereas if your organization doesn't want to talk about it, doesn't want to mention the word burnout, it then further leaves them feeling isolated, feeling alone. And they further pull away thinking, I'm the only one going through this. I'm the only one experiencing this. No one else understands. So instead of leaning in and engaging, they pull themselves away from the team, from the organization. They, those are the ones who tend to quiet quit. Those are the ones who tend to just up and quit without any notice. And you go, what happened? So you want people to lean in. You want people to engage and interact. So you want to be creating that safe place, that safe culture and environment where they can say, yes, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing because they know they're going to be met with compassion, empathy, and understanding. And the best way to do that is to start talking about it. And what I like to share is lean into your storytelling abilities, your burnout story. Talk about when you were in burnout, what led to burnout, how you worked through burnout, their strategies, tools, and tactics you use to help get through it. Because if you don't, they're going to recognize, your people are going to recognize it's not a safe place, it's not a safe environment, and it's not a safe culture. So I'm going to pull away and maybe just do my work, the minimum, bare minimum, or I'm going to go somewhere else where I'm going to feel appreciated, where I'm going to feel seen, where I'm going to feel heard and understood. So start having those conversations. Start making it a topic that you like to talk about because the more you're aware of what's going on, whether it's within your team, whether it's one-on-one -on -one individual, whether it's at home, in any relationship, the more you're aware of what's going on, the more you can come up with solutions and resolutions to resolve it. If you're not aware of what exists, you can't solve the problem, 
right? So that's the first thing. Which tier are you? One, two, or three? My hope is that you're tier three. If you're tier three and you want to do something about it and say, yes, we need help and we need help now, reach out. Let us know at blazeyourbrain.com, blazeyourbrain.com, or jessicarector.com how we can help. We have lots of different programs, lots of different ways to get you plugged in to the best burnout solution for you because that's what we're about. So when you're thinking about which tier you are, I want you to also think about how burnout really impacts an organization. So this is what's really going on within organizations these days. You have people who are burned out. Again, every organization, every industry, every role, people are burned out. In fact, Gallup says in the last year alone, 90% of the workforce has experienced burnout. So nine out of 10 people you work with have experienced burnout. So with that number in mind, if there's two people in your organization, one of you have experienced burnout, at least in the last year alone. So what's really going on within organizations, three things. First thing is, when people, again, this is all in relation to burnout. When people are feeling burned out, they quit. That's best case scenario. Now you may be thinking, whoa, how is that best case scenario, Jessica? Because when people are burned out, they quit. That means I'm now going to have to spend the time to hire someone to take on that position, that role, which means I've got to find the right person, go through the interview process, which we know can take a whole long time. And then once you find the right person, you have to train them. And in the process of doing all that, there's got to be someone to pick up that work and to do that work. And what happens when that happens? Oftentimes what occurs is that person gets burned out because now they're doing the role and job of two people and only getting paid for one. They're staying later. They're having more work that they have to get done in a day. They're working more hours. They're feeling that stress and that pressure. Lots of things start impacting, right? when you're short-staffed. Most companies these days are also short-staffed. So you have things that are piling on, piling on, piling on, and people not seeing an end inside. Best case scenario, you're burned out people, quit. Worse than that, they start infiltrating throughout the organization. They start spreading their stuff around because burned out people burn other people. Burned out leaders lead teams who are burned out. You don't even recognize when you're burned out how your burnout is impacting those around you. So even if you're not in burnout, even if you're not the one in burnout, you're still impacted by burnout. Let me repeat that. Even if you're not the one burned out, you're still impacted because the person who is burned out, it's impacting you. So even if you're not the one in burnout, Burnout still impacts you. So you have best case scenario, they quit. Worst case scenario is they infiltrate. Worst case scenario is they sue. Because what happens is you have burned out people infiltrating your organization, burning other people out, leading to a hostile work environment, leading to emotional distress, and all that leads to people suing because you as an organization, you as a leader are not doing anything about it. So you cannot afford to not do something about burnout more. 
You've got to start doing something. You have to do something now. It can't wait. It's not a nice to have. Your workplace wellness program isn't cutting it because most people in organizations, 94% of people in organizations are not taking advantage of their workplace wellness programs because most are not meeting their needs and don't effectively help with burnout. So which two are you? One, you recognize it. It's a sense of urgency. Two, you accept that it might be impacting you, but it's not a priority. Or three, you don't even acknowledge that burnout's impacting your people or your organization. And you absolutely don't want to create what's happening in the work environment now where your burnout people are quitting, they'll infiltrating or they're suing. So now is the best time to do something about it. Number one way you can start is to start talking about it. And if you're like, burnout's not happening at my place, that also lets me know how your finger is not on the pulse of what's going on in your organization because it's impacting literally every organization out there. Unless you are the only person that works in your organization. So I want you to get ahead of this and actually just do everything you can because again, you have to be intentional and strategic. It takes organizations and individuals working together to prevent and beat burnout. So you as an organization, you as a leader, you as a C-level executive have got to start and you have to start doing something about it now. So let me know how we can help at jessicarector.com and blaze your brain. Dot com because it's all about helping you with that burnout solution. We'll see you on the next one. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye.